Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A personal heroine of mine, this is the second appearance of Temple Grandin on the show, but it's been a number of years. In case you don't know this woman, Temple Grandin is one of the first autistic people to document her own insights from the personal experience of having autism. She is extraordinarily accomplished. She's written over 60 scientific papers. She's particularly known for her insights into livestock and livestock slaughter, which is an ugly reality of the fact that many of us eat steak at night. And uh, because of her insights, she is credited with transforming aspects of the livestock industry and the farming industry. She's currently a faculty member with Animal Sciences in the College of Agricultural Sciences at Colorado State University. She is the recipient of many degrees, including a PhD, and she is an outspoken proponent of autism rights and neurodiversity movements. She was also the subject of the Emmy and Golden Globe winning biographical film called Temple Grandin, and in 2010 was named one of the 100 most influential people in the world. Temple well, hello, and welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show today. Hello. Yeah, it's, hi, it's great to be here today. It's real cold out here in Colorado. 12 degrees below zero last night. 
Really? You know, in Connecticut, yeah. we didn't have any snow this winter where we live, ever. I mean, in other words, the first winter ever documented, we've had no snow. No, we've been extremely cold weather. Has it been accompanied well, by snow as well? Yeah, about four, four inches. So is it unusually cold weather for this time of year in Colorado? What's crazy is it'll be below zero one day, and the next day it's 50 degrees. Yeah, that is pretty insane. Well, we've had three of these kind of storms this winter. Well, Temple Grandin, you're the scientist. I'm not. Why is that? Well, it's just a lot of freaky weather. And uh, one of the things I always want to talk about is that uh, when it comes to autism, is uh, people with autism have often have really good special skills. Like they might be very, very skilled in mathematics or very, very skilled in mechanical things. I worked for years on, still doing it, designing equipment for livestock. And I could just see how things work. I'm, I looked at what animals were looking at because an animal doesn't think in words. It reacts to things that it sees. And I'm, I'm very concerned that we're screening out kids uh, that we need, um, we need in industry. Uh, I worked with a lot of different skilled tradespeople who built my equipment, and I'm going to estimate that about 20% of them were either autistic, dyslexic, or ADHD. And I discussed that in my new book, Visual Thinking, The Hidden Gifts of People Who Think in Pictures, Patterns, and Abstractions. And you're one of those people. You think visually. Yeah, I think totally visually. Everything on my memory is all, you know, graphics images, which makes me very good at designing things, understanding animals. I worked with other visual thinkers like me that were probably autistic that have 20 patents on mechanical devices. But the things that we have problems with is abstract higher math. And uh, I've never been able to understand algebra, and a lot of people I worked with didn't understand algebra. And to be a good mechanic, uh, you don't need algebra. But on the other hand, you can have autistic people who are super mathematicians. Yes, you These can. These are the mathematical minds. Yes. yes. Well, I mean, the brain is endlessly fascinating, and there's still a lot we don't know about it. But it's interesting to me, Temple Grandin, and listening to you, because visual memory is a weakness in my genetic strain. It's a weakness for me, and it's a weakness for my children. They've been tested. And they learn, and I learn, by means of explaining language. I have to learn by somebody explaining something to me in words. If they show me a picture, I freeze. Which is why, incidentally... I have more trouble than other people learning a lot online because I think the people that are designing emoticons and they're designing, they're designing for you. They're designing for the visual thinker. They're not designing for me. Well, I've done a lot of uh, talks for big corporations, all kinds of corporations, airlines, steel companies, uh, banks, um, uh, pharmaceutical companies. And I tell them that the first thing they need to understand is that different kinds of thinking exist. Mm. And these different kinds of thinking have skills. Let's go back to food processing, which I know the most about. My kind of mind does all the clever equipment, like a packaging machine. And we have to import that equipment from Holland now because the clever visual thinkers are flunking out of high schools. They can't do algebra. And we took out the... Uh, the shop class. The tech. We did. We uh, took out all the shop. I know. How stupid are we, Temple? It was, How it dumb. Was really, really stupid. Now, the degreed engineer, the mathematician, does your boilers in the refrigeration. But I'm very, very concerned about skill loss. 
who is going to fix things like mm-hmm. elevators. I've been on some very questionable elevators lately because they've not been serviced. And you and you pay attention to that, huh? And it troubles oh, you. Oh, I pay attention to it. Fancy hotel in Kansas City, skipping the floor, and the bellhop says, we get that floor on the way down. Doors not working right, scraping in the shaft, I can hear it. Wow. Isn't that something? So the things that you're paying attention to because your brain is alerted to may not be things that I'm paying attention to and that my That's brain right. is alerted to. But the third, and one of the reasons you're in radio is because that is highly verbal. Correct. I remember years ago when I interviewed for my earlier book, Thinking in Pictures, I had a, a radio reporter say, I used to be in television and I hated it because I didn't know what to do with the pictures. Mm. But now I'm in radio. Right. Right. And I like to paint a picture in words. That's what I do. Yes. yes. Wow. And we need all yes. of the different kinds of minds. We do. And, and uh, there's a serious skill loss issue. Take a poultry processing equipment. You have to order that off from Holland now if you want a new plant in 100 shipping containers. Because so- Holland still keeps their shop classes. And they don't look at it as sort of a lesser form of thinking. That's why Holland and Germany are making this stuff. And we're not making it. It's interesting you should mention Holland, Temple Grandin. After this, if you could give your direct information to my producer before you get off the line, I'm going to send you a conversation that I had last week with a brilliant 19-year-old student at a tech university in Holland who was one of 40 people that every single year this school creates a new sustainable car. And the latest one is a car that stores carbon dioxide in a filter in the car and emits air in the tailpipe. And I was so enthralled with this that I interviewed her. And wait until you hear this conversation. She's only 19 years old. You'll be so thrilled. Well, this is just it. And the thing is, when you, when you get a diagnosis, autism or, or dyslexia or ADHD, where there's a lot of crossover, you often get extreme skills, an extreme object visualizer, an extreme visual spatial mathematical, or maybe an extreme word thinker. Now, most people are mixtures of the different kinds of minds, but I'm very concerned that my kind of mind, due to all these math requirements, we're getting screened out. Now, I do a lot of talks to veterinarians and uh, on animal behavior, mm-hmm. and they make veterinarians take calculus and algebra. Not necessary. They don't use that in veterinary medicine. They need arithmetic for dosing drugs. Yes. That they need. I have no problem with arithmetic. Sizing hydraulic cylinders, I know how to do that. Right. Because I can relate that formula back to the piece of equipment. And I'm seeing a big excavator right now as I talk about that in my mind. So you're... Emphasis, you believe we need to be teaching and continuing to teach the practical mechanical skills necessary to do the jobs that we need. It's very simple. Well, what I, what I believe in from a career standpoint is young kids need to be exposed to all different kinds of things. How can you find out that you like to fix engines if you're never exposed to them mm-hmm. or like art or maybe like dance or like uh, mathematics? I'm seeing smart math kids that can just do that math in their head. And the verbal teacher wants them to do it step by step. Isn't that stupid? It's a real math head. That's not how a math head thinks. I know. I find that so frustrating. You know, one of the worst pendulum swings in education in the last 10, 15 years has been this insistence that you can only do a problem one way. This has gone through all schools, and it's horrible. It's just horrible for our kids. No, and we need it because how, people ask me, how did you get involved in the cattle industry? I was exposed to it as a teenager. 
that's how I got into it. If you don't get exposed to things, you don't you don't find out what you really find is interesting and would want to do. I think it's also important to find out what you might hate, too. Too many parents have forced their kid to be a doctor or a lawyer, and they ended up hating it. Yeah, tell me but about it. I'm a lawyer. I'm a believer in getting kids yeah. exposed to just lots and lots of different things. So, so Temple Grandin, I, I have a question for you. It's a little bit roundabout, but I know that you have been the subject of documentaries, and, and many people are fascinated with your life and work. Has anybody ever tried to, to do a theatrical presentation of you? Because I was, I, I was told in my rumor mill, in my theater world, that there was something in development uh, that was going to have you at the center of it. Yes, they have been some, and they just never kind of got off the ground. Now, the movie, the producer of the HBO movie, Emily Gerson Saints, mother of an, of an adult with more severe autism, she wanted to make that movie right. And getting the right team of people, Christopher Munger, the writer, Mick Jackson, the director, he's a total visual thinker. They had the right team, and they made it work, and it shows exactly how I think. The movie's mm. completely accurate when it shows how I think. Like a whole bunch of shoe pictures come flash up when the word shoe is said. I see. So was there another uh, project in development that you weren't happy with the way it was, it was going? You didn't think it No, act- they, just ne- they, just, they just never got them off the ground. Oh, I see. Okay. You know, they, they got, you know, there was just some very initial uh, beginning stages. I get asked all the time, what am I doing with my life now that I'm like way past retirement age? I want to help these kids that are different get into really good careers mm-hmm. where they can contribute. And for my kind of thinker, mechanics is a great area. I've been doing a little informal survey of the age of elevator and escalator mechanics and airline mechanics. And they are getting older and older and more and more gray hair. Yep. Because they're not getting replaced. replaced. Yeah, you're right about that. And we're still going to need them. You know, it's interesting because... We are because, going to need them. Elevators yeah. are not going to go away. No, and no. Mechanical mechanisms will not go away. You're, you're, you're very right about that. And, of course, there was a wonderful book years ago called A Winter's Tale, which was about the age of industry and invention in New York City and the creation. It wasn't really about that, but it talked a lot about uh, the creation of subways and the redundancy of the George Washington Bridge and all of these magnificent public infrastructure works that were built to last with iron and steel and mechanics for hundreds of years. And they've been remarkably durable, but nobody knows how to service them or fix them. Really? Nobody. I was just out in the East Coast the other day. I don't think I'll say where it was, but I went to a very affluent area just very, very recently. And there was a bridge we went over that rusting, hadn't been painted. Um, And then that night I gave a talk about the different kinds of mines. And you see, as a visual thinker, we need the people who are going to care about that bridge. It might fall down if you don't paint it. Tell me why paint is important to keeping a bridge up. Why? Be- well, you, you have to prevent rust. Rust eats into the steel and makes the steel thinner. It kind of, it's sort of like eczema, you know, like flakes of eczema come off. And uh, that you will uh, weaken the bridge because it eats up the steel. Interesting. I didn't know that. That's what it does. I thought it was just unsightly. I didn't realize that it corroded the steel itself. It it corrodes the structure. And so a bridge, some of the more modern bridges are really flimsy, and I wrote about them in in my book, Visual Thinking, and one of those fell down, and uh, very thin steel. And if you don't keep that bridge painted, 
uh, it's going to have problems. Now, you get some of the older bridges. The iron is really, really thick. It can have a lot of rust on it, and, and uh, it's probably going to stay up. But it depends, right? It depends. Well, yeah, and you yeah. build a bridge where you mathematically make it closer to the safety limit. Uh, it's going to have less uh, uh, tolerance of having rust eat away at that steel. It must be very frustrating for you, Temple Grandin, to go around the world as a visual thinker. There must be so much that you see that you want to correct. Well, you see, the thing is we need the different kinds of minds because I can't do the mathematics to figure out the uh, you know, the bridge loading. But what I've noticed is that, you know, in the old days, they just built super heavy, a lot of extra material. See, now they'll design a bridge, you know, where you're not going to have as much uh, tolerance for losing steel thickness from rust. I mean, well, you know, rust actually swells, but it but losing the good steel that's not eaten away. Yeah, because if you cut corners in the making of something, you don't have the you don't have the durability to withstand if it's not being maintained. That's the issue. Well, right? you, see, you need both kinds of minds. Like in the food processing plant, the clever engineering department, some of these kids barely graduated from high school, took a single welding class. They're inventing mechanically compact equipment. And then the mathematicians have to work on the things like boilers, refrigeration, snow loading on the roof, wind loading, power and water requirements. You see, you need your whole team. But I'm very concerned that my kind of mind, because I can't do algebra, we're getting screened out, and you need us to fix things. Temp- I'm very, very concerned about power grid. I lay awake at night about that. Do you? It's interesting. Yeah. You lie awake worried about power grid. I lie awake fretting about light pollution that is taking the birds off course and throwing off their migratory patterns and killing them because they're flying in the middle to nowhere. So it's Well, I would yeah. be concerned about that, too. Yeah. yeah. And you see, and I can see that, and I've read some of that literature. It's so upsetting to me. You can do to lights, like putting uh, shades over the top of them, using mm-hmm. different light frequencies. Uh, that's something that, you know, it's good to have something like that to work on where it's not some vague, big abstraction where you can actually work on it. But tomorrow I'm going over just locally uh, to a high school group that's working on getting some of these kids that have uh, different uh, labels into um, some of the trades. Good for you. And they get a chance to go out and play with excavators and stuff like that. Oh, wow, I'd like to run that digger. Uh, They get to try it. Now, it's not one of the small ones, of course, but they get to try it. No, you know, what's interesting is so many little kids, particularly boys, if I could be sexist about this, uh, are very fascinated with mechanical things and with trucks and with and with excavators. And I mean, I know almost every boy that I know went through a car phase where they knew every single make and model of every car or truck or whatever, and they just become fascinated with it. And then it fades over time because we don't really, as a as an institutional cultural thing, encourage the development of these mechanical skills the way we should. We don't. And so it well, goes away. Well, we should. And- And I think taking out hands-on classes is the worst thing the schools ever did. And we're starting to pay for it with some very severe skill loss, especially in complex mechanical devices. I'm I'm very worried about this. You see, a lot of educators, they've never worked with heavy industry. I mean, the meat industry is heavy industry. And I spent 25 years out on construction sites working with very, very, very talented people in the shop that had 20 patents each, all for mechanical devices. 
Temple Grandin, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, your latest book is Visual Visual Thinking. Is that the latest title? No, the latest book, the title is Visual Thinking, The Hidden Gifts of People Who Think in Pictures, Patterns, and Abstractions. And Amazon's got plenty of copies of it. And I think it's going to give you some really great insight in that people do have different kinds of ways of thinking and ways of problem solving. Thank you for contributing your brilliant mind to so many practical problems. Temple Grandin on the Lisa Wexler Show today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com. 